Welcome to Graging Acefully, the podcast where two transcontinental sister friends discuss the art of graging acefully. My name is Amanda Topping. And I'm Kate Stroud. And we are happy to be back in your ear holes once again. Sorry for the delay. I'm sure everyone was clamoring, clamoring, climbing, climbing up the wall. Where are they? Where'd they go? Where are they? Yeah, there were all sorts of internet theories and conspiracy theories. Other players. Yeah. What happened? Um, anyway. Yeah, we left We left season one hanging on a two-parter that the second part never happened. But Amanda did give a nice little update this past spring. And, and now here we are back in front of our microphones and, and ready to talk at you. Yeah, it wasn't so much an update. It was just to say that you were not well. Yeah, but I'm. That I'm was all. Now. It was two minutes. Yeah. It was two minute update. But anyway, you're you're well. Did you say? I am well. I am well. Uh, just to give a brief up- update of why we fell off the um, the airwaves um, in November of uh, last year, which is 2022, right around when we recorded part one, I think, or around that time. Um, I was diagnosed for the third time uh, with colon cancer. It was back in my pelvis, my pelvis area. Um, I had a biopsy in January um, and they removed um, one of the nodules on my left side or right side of my pelvis. And then in March, um, so that was a smaller biopsy in January. And then in March, I had a nine and a half hour surgery to remove uh, the rest of the cancer that was on the left side, wrapped around my femoral artery, and there were some cells on my bladder. So they removed that and also repaired a um, injury to my abdominal wall that happened after my surgery in 2020. So that was a nine and a half hour surgery that um, I guess I would technically say I'm still healing from because I still have sensation and I'm not working out full bore the way I used to. And I'm about six months out from that surgery at this point, but it was, um, it was an experience. It was a healing. Um, I was in the hospital for about 10 days, um, and just been working my way back. Uh, this is the third time I've had cancer. The first time I did chemotherapy, the second time I declined, did diet change and Chinese medicine. And this time I declined chemo again. And I went down to Hope for Cancer down in Mexico um, to try some non-toxic alternative cancer treatments. And I have to say, I've been told I look the youngest I've ever looked. I was I was mistaken. They're like, I thought that was you. But then I was like, no, that was just like that person's like a grad student or something. This is um, my friend who was my managing partner. Toot, at toot. Uh, was I know. Toot, your horn. toot that horn, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. Um, I'm eating super clean. I'm doing some non-toxic therapies, um, along with getting my head in a great space and my life in a great space. Um, you know, this past week I moved my youngest to college for the first time. She is at Michigan state. And I also moved my son into a new apartment, um, down in Detroit. He was moving from one apartment to another, but I was, I was really proud of myself that, you know, I helped him move from the third floor of a historic building to the fourth floor of another historic building with no elevator. So, um, that's probably the most I've moved my body. Um, and it felt really great to be able to have the strength to do that. I'm still working my way back up, but kids are good. I'm good. Work's good. Life's good. Um, you know, having had three episodes of cancer, my brain is always a bit of a struggle of staying on top of that. Um, and, you know, that that can be a whole other podcast another time. But um, so, yeah, that's where I've been. And Amanda very graciously, you know, um, was cool with, hey, I got to shut stuff down for a while and um, take care of some things. So that's where I've been. Yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) what have I been doing? Hemorrhaging money. Um, We were just talking before we started recording how 2023 has been the year of hemorrhaging money, but that's okay because we're here to 
to to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this 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 was just this was a a year where I had to renew my second spousal visa in the UK, which is always a lot of for me at least. It's very it feels very stressful. It's a lot of documentation, a lot of submitting documentation. And that's a lot, a lot of money. Um, And then once you submit all that stuff, it kind of feels like doing your taxes on an overly complicated tax year. (laughs) And you're just waiting to hear whether or not you got in trouble, right? That's kind of what it feels like. And then, uh, but it was approved. Um, So I have my second visa. So I have that for another uh, two and a half years. And then at the five-year mark of being here, I get to apply for my third and final one. So all the money, (laughs) all the paperwork. So that was like the first big hurdle at the start of the year. Um, And then once that was approved, then we were able to start planning our first trip back home since we left in the middle of, well, the middle of 2020. July Uh, 27, 2020, when you left. Yeah. And so I came back on uh, July 25th, I think, 2023. We got to hang out. And I got to stay at Kate's house. And and I just want to say too, like, what's one of the most profound things of having gone and come back is um, when I left, it was literally the early days of the pandemic and we had so many unknowns and, you know, questions, none of us were vaccinated, um, you know, and, and so coming back when that wasn't hovering so close to us felt really like, Oh, felt really good. And I, that really hit me when I got back home, um, that, Oh, when I left, it didn't feel like I could say a proper goodbye to so many people and coming back, felt really good and like I got closure somehow I guess you know um with that it was amazing having Amanda home um oh, thanks friend thanks for letting it, me stay at your beautiful house well the cool thing is is that um I I was really I would there was part of me that was nervous about you coming home and staying with me um Amanda's eldest lives here about two blocks from my house she was coming home. Her middle child had flown here back a little bit earlier, and then she was flying over with her youngest. Um, and the youngest ended up staying with her eldest daughter, and Amanda ended up staying with me. And it was amazing. And I was a little nervous because this is the first time Amanda and I have ever hung out for a significant period of time that wasn't work related or about our kids. So yeah. you and I got an opportunity to really lean into who we are at the core of our friendship that wasn't about birth work or Or motherhood (laughs) kids or motherhood or any of it. And that was such a huge, huge gift to me. And especially coming out of um, surgery and this journey I was on and still adjusting to, you know, the last two years of my life that when you came and stayed with me, I felt like my nervous system had like this beautiful exhale that I didn't even know it needed. Mm. And there was something about being in space with you, someone who I trust and call family. And it was just, I was really, really thankful for that. And it was really a lovely um, reflection. Um, So I'm excited for your trip. We and and we we took notes, so um, the next trip will be even better. So, like, we're gonna have a Sweet. big, we're gonna have a big open house potluck. That, so it's low effort on our side. People can kind of just come and visit. Oh man, yeah. Instead of a lot of little, a lot things. of running around. Uh, it was a lot of running around. And for those of you who came to my yoga classes, that was the first time I taught in person since. March of 2020. Um, that was incredible. And I was so nervous and sweaty. <laughs> it was also kind of warm in that space, but um, no, super, super. That was just like the highlight of the year on many levels for me. Cause I'm still teaching online, but like 
nothing beats that kind of community spirit of like hearing people breathe and hearing people laugh and talk and just there was so much love for you oh I and there's so much how love much for me love I... was. yeah oh, it was thank great thank you thank you and yeah it was that was super good that was really lovely but yeah i just to come back to that point um I don't know. I think we've been friends for so long. It feels really easy to be in the same space together. And I had mm-hmm. a, do you know what? And I, and I, <laughs> mm. so I, there's an ease to being in each other's space. I think, you know, from my perspective, and I didn't feel so much nervous about that. And I kind of loosely knew the layout of your home without having seen it just because of whatever you've shown me video tours. And I was like, all right. So like, I have my own space. I can get out of your space. And I knew that like, I would be busy. Like, even though I wasn't staying with my kids, I was still having to oh yeah, hang out with them, feed them, you know, what? And thank you, Sarah, who fed Magda a lot. Um, Sarah and Jeff, <laughs> um, but you know, just that kind of still, you know, it's like we're still on vacation is what it felt like. But, um, but yeah, there, there's just like this great ease about being in your kitchen. And if you were here, it'd be vice versa. I think too, you know, it's like, you just look for a cup, you make some tea, whatever. You're like, where's it on your kitchen floor? Yeah. 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 So like that felt really right and good and something I've missed desperately since I've left the States. Um, And then, you know, knowing how, you know, what, like a a very whole foods, raw foods, you're not strictly raw foods, but you eat a lot of raw foods. And there's me who's desperately missed like the comfort foods of America because like I can't get them here. And so I'm like dragging shit back. Like it's the jalapeno kettle chips, you know, it's the whatever, the Kroger, everything bagel and hummus. And like, I'm just eating all this shit in your house. But I was like, I have to have it. I'm so sorry. I think Ella was so happy to have that in the house oh and the better made barbecue potato chips i was like oh i'm sorry yeah oh Oh, no so good i'm so i I apologize for having crappy food in your house but i just had to get it out of my system (laughs) i don't even find a lot of that stuff appealing anymore because i can get like phantom like oh no if i eat this this is how i'm going to feel and i can kind of get a phantom feeling and i was like i cannot stand and yeah i know it's kind of like you you eat so clean after a while. Like I had, um, I did treat myself to these like very scantily chocolate covered almonds at the target sells. Mm-hmm. I was with Ella, we were buying snacks and I was like, Oh, it like, and I've had some that were like cocoa dusted and it didn't have cane sugar. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself. And Ella and I were like putting them. I was like, Ella, you need to put those away in my backpack, like down in the bottom underneath <laughs> everything. Cause like, these are good. And they weren't like heavily chocolate covered. It was really yeah. just like a quick dip in cocoa. But after a while, I did start having a belly ache. I was like, I didn't even eat that many. I was like, wow, I really am sensitive because I don't, I don't eat really sugar or sweets or a lot of fructose. I do berries. Like I gotta go get some berries today. Um, but uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I didn't I know that those things don't necessarily tempt you. It almost felt like I was bringing garbage into the temple though. Like I'm I'm just going to put my garbage over here, you know, next to, you know, your fresh pro. I'm so sorry. I, so, but I will thank say you for that. <laughs> what I do miss desperately is the backwood nacho tots from Beer Camp on State Street in Ann Arbor. If oh, you live in Ann Arbor. <laughs> I have to say it was the last thing of trash that I ate um so this was last fall when I was going for uh I think I asked for a PET scan because we were going back and forth and it was like I left my PET scan and the the tech had said something to me that she shouldn't have said that totally triggered my anxiety um she shouldn't have said anything to me but she I got off the bed and she's like I forgot to ask have you ever had any cancer anywhere else and I was like no, just in my colon and my uterus. She's like, oh, okay. Well, best of luck to you, honey. I was like, yeah. If you're a tech, like, I'm like, you just you're not saw supposed to pictures. say stuff, like, right? Like, you're uh, they're not supposed to say anything. Yeah. So I I I went sorry. after that, That's and terrible. I drove to beer camp, and I was like, I'm gonna go out with a bang, and I went and ate that whole thing of you good know, for you. Uh, you know, backwoods 
tots from beer camp and I was like, all right, here we go. Salads, salads, henceforth, salads and beer camp. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my, my big old bank. So that so the next time you come, I will take you to beer camp for that because it's that that was my jam and um, ricewood. Ricewood at, at York on Packard. Um, they also have one on Jackson and Maple, I think. Um, so I'm plugging local restaurants right now, apparently. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was really lovely um, being able to see Amanda have her home. And it did not feel as bittersweet to have you go away again. It was kind of sad. Like I was like, can you just tell Greg that you're going to come home? I know you missed Greg desperately, but... I kind of wanted to keep you for a little bit longer, but we just started planning the next trip and yeah. figuring out like, hey, like we can, we can, we can do this. And next summer, probably going over there, hopefully with my kids and then letting them travel off into all the things. So, um, but the one really cool thing that we talked a little bit before we started recording today that I noticed you know, Amanda and I would just sit up late and having conversations. And, and by late, we mean just, 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, totally. 10 o'clock playing solitaire while she's like scribbling and I'm just playing solitaire, you know, playing mad lips. Like, I'm tired. We, it's so late. Let's go to bed. <laughs> so late. It's 10 15. <laughs> um, um, but something that I've noticed in the last year since we even recorded, because I did listen to some of our old episodes from season one quote-unquote season one um <laughs> is that um you've really embraced this existence of you know you embrace the challenge of where you're at where I think it took you a long time to wade through the transition or the adjustment of being there and being isolated and alone uh and you're not alone but you know without community mm -hmm. um without especially when you're going from someplace like Ypsilanti that is really heavily community centric. Yeah. Um, and you were a pillar in the community, which you were reminded of when you came home. Um, but this beautiful, like, I don't know how many times you said it to me when you were here, but you're just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And having that reminder of like, oh yeah, I don't need to get all up in arms about stuff because it doesn't matter. Like in the grand scheme of things and like the slowing down, like, uh, one thing Amanda did, which I do find this adorable, because you were here in what July. You left over a month ago. Yeah, you left almost two months ago. And yeah, uh, I got back on the tenth of August or eleventh yeah. of August. I got back so yeah. a, a month ago. Um, and Amanda left all these little notes over my house, which was the funny, like like folded in like t-shirts in a sweatshirt pocket, hanging on my back door. It's been the cutest thing, and I actually found I think the last one yesterday. Who can say? Because I didn't keep track of who knows? how many I did. There weren't but that it, many. It's been this lovely little surprise here and there. And um, the last one I found was a little snail drawing and it said, slow down. And I feel like that was the theme of a lot of your advice to me when you were home of, you know, because I, I, I think my anxiety manifests in like staying busy and I do have people pleasers slash people connecting tendencies. I like to connect with people. I like to help people, but um, I can sometimes get overtaxed. So um, having this outside voice was very helpful. Um, and it's been really nice to see your evolutionary arc in this journey that you've been placed on. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't know. Um... I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and, and I hope, I mean, I know there's times when I was there and I'd be like, ugh, like, I know I can come off sounding like such a dickhead and like I'm aware of that and that's never my intention. And it, we, you and I have had this kind of conversation for years where I feel like I see you overextend yourself to people who may not appreciate you. You know, and it, it makes me really angry on your behalf, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it makes me, and you're not asking me to protect you from anything, you know, so I have to like check myself, like those are my struggles, mm -hmm. but like, 
you know, and I'm just like, just stop, you know, don't, don't be so fucking nice. You know, like you are burning the candles at both ends, you know, and, and like, it, it just doesn't matter. Like slow down. It just doesn't matter. You know, like you don't need to go put out 10 other fires. You're totally allowed to play solitaire and, and have a nice night by yourself or, you know, I don't know. And, and no, yeah. I, so I, if I was, I need harsh, someone to get angry because yeah. No, it wasn't harsh at all. It was, um, no, because I mean, yes, I am too nice. Um, well, that's, that's such an interesting thing. Can we like unpack that for a minute? Too nice. And I actually have had someone break up with me. This was back in my twenties. They're like, they broke up with me and they're, they were, they were, they were just like, you're just, you're really nice. I really hope you find someone who appreciates your niceness. And I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and that's just it it's like the because but it makes me a target it makes me a target yes right it, it makes, makes me a target, target. and yeah. um I think my beautiful neurodivergence as as beautiful as it is it makes me very quirky um I see the best in people I see the best in things and I can make excuses till the cows come home for you know behaviors and all these things um so yeah. I have appreciated over the years and especially as we are getting older you're your your forthrightness and you know your I do appreciate your bluntness and and also being with someone who has seen me like you met me through my first spouse mm -hmm. so you didn't know me necessarily before that but you know that was 23 years ago 24 five years ago that we <laughs> yeah. 24 years ago because Sarah just turned 24 mm -hmm. two days ago and um and I met Mandy when she was pregnant with Sarah and um it was also really interesting to get reflection from a like a family member that has known me through those relationships and through that time and I, like there were times like there you said to me you're like you didn't used to be like this and whatever trait you were talking about and and you gave me this reflection of kind of like a timeline check-in of like you know before this point you didn't you know, you were a bit more feisty. You would, you know, speak up a little bit more, like do this, that, and the other. Like, um, so that was really, that was a good conversation that I appreciated. And I think having those friendships and having that closeness of people that have known you for a long time that can say the hard things that as family, you know, I, I was just talking to another friend the other day and she's got a pack of friends. And anytime that there's like, discord amongst the friends there is one of them that always says something like you know our roots run deep you know like mm -hmm. don't let this mm -hmm. don't let this shake the boat to the point someone tips I'm you know making up words at this point I'm totally paraphrasing because these are my words but it's this idea of remembering like having those people that have known you for a long time that they can kind of um course correct you know because if you're floating through the world without those long relationships or those conversations or or someone to reflect back to you all you have is your own narrative in your head yeah. you know uh, and trying to pe and I think that's why I probably will never burn my journals you you know we've talked about it burned your journals and I think for me um I have this curiosity of like how did my brain work you know where was I at that point what was going on and like some of it is so cringeworthy it's Insane, oh, well, but... that's what I found. I like one, I remember how my brain worked and even thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, thank goodness for evolution and growth. Cause like, I don't even need mm -hmm. to read it. And so much of it, I mean, we're either just kind of accounts of the day or whatever emotional quandary that I just needed to write out to process. Like it totally served mm -hmm. its purpose, but there's nothing revolution in it revolutionary in it you know I'm like oh look at there I'm clearly 23 you know what I mean and with a 23 year old's brain and like I know where I was in my life at that time you know I so I don't know I guess and again I can't remember I don't you know, I don't remember things so for me it's it's like I I, I mean and, 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 like where would I have stored I had I know boxes you had no. and boxes of journals. Like where the hell am I going to store them? Yeah. Amongst three people. <laughs> you stored it at my house. I had two suit 
cases for myself and most most of one was like christmas ornaments and documents but um <laughs> right i have anyway. burned I, I think during my first divorce i did burn some things i don't think i burned journals though burn it all down yeah but, yeah I, I mean like you know to each their own it's i don't i don't know there's there's sometimes when i'm like oh i don't I, you know i don't regret burning journals there's sometimes when I'm, because I also had loads and loads and loads of photos and I had to really pare those down quite a bit. I do regret, uh, you know, that sometimes, Yeah. but that, but I then, th- you know, and then I go back to this, like, you're not special. It's not special. Like, fuck it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I get me. Is this perhaps the uh, unintentional, intentional uh, effects? Of, Buddhist detachment? Well, I was going to say yogic study. And, and and living you know for myself at any rate of that's what it is it's all non-attachment right um or the endeavor to i don't know it's like when my dad you know knew he was dying he got rid of all his shit and i so appreciated that oh yeah the art so, of what is it swedish death cleaning yeah i mean he was a pretty you know bare basics guy anyway he had always had a very absurdly tidy home but like he made it so easy for us like all we Mm -hmm. did was open up a a storage a small storage unit and call purple heart and be like come get this furniture Mm -hmm. there was nothing in there that we wanted yeah because he had already given us stuff that you know and there was there wasn't much he gave us (laughs) you know right a couple tiny things and that was it and so I think that had a big effect on me when he passed that I was like, yeah, that's how I went. You know, he, he died in 2017 at the end of 2017. And I knew I was getting ready to move here back then and looking at paring down a house of 20 odd years and three kids. And I think it was very inspirational and so much so that when I get too much shit in the house, it mm. makes me super anxious. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Well, and and you, and, well, and you do have a natural tendency towards purging. Yeah, even yeah, it's a lot that. worse now. But it's a lot worse. Yeah. Now. Well, no, not worse. It's just a lot more refined. Let's. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you on your language because as I'm thank you staring at a house full of stuff that I'm trying to pare down. Um, because you know, being officially an empty nester now, um, I do feel like it's like okay. Now I can kind of trim things after an abrupt move two years ago where I just, you know, took stuff one day, nine to five, you know, I just took one stuff from one house and stuffed it in another and moved forward. And um, I think for me, the journals are also kind of tied back to this weird connection I've had with my mortality my whole life. Mm -hmm. So like there are times like, I recently, you know, and every time I get a little bout of cancer, I, you know, think about my kids reading my journals. So mm-hmm. like, you remember there was one journal entry, like right before my surgery that I started talking to the person who was reading it. And I was like, oh, hi, okay. Sam, I just want you to know that I very mindfully didn't, you know, write in cursive because I wanted to make sure everybody could read what I wrote. And um, yeah, oh yeah. And also like right before my surgery, it was either before my surgery or my biopsy. Um. I had like a freak out. It was like the night before. And in my journal, I knew like, I knew, you know, that's probably where they would go. One of the first places. And um, I started like, I'm like, okay, the important documents are in the closet under the stairs. It's in the gray thing. Like, here's, you know, here's you talk to for this. Here's what you talk to for this. Like, this is what I, um, because I don't have a will yet, but Um, But yeah, I think my journaling is kind of tied to this. It's kind of also why I write and publish things. You know, it's, it is cathartic for me. But then there's also this part of being seen and also leaving something behind. Um, Yeah, it's it like I, I have that is tied in my brain to some idea of paying forward like that my experiences were worth something mm-hmm. and 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 that is something I do struggle with I, I would not say that this is like something I've come to total you know kind of totally at peace with this concept and this idea of like why do I feel like I need to document it to have it be 
of worth, but I also do find I love history and I love, you know, um, strange historical births, you know, books about childbirth, you know, well, those are the ones that I still have on my bookshelf, even though I don't really do birth work anymore. Um, of like, what were people's experiences like, but like the sociology side of it, even mm-hmm. my own of like, I was cuckoo for, I was not, I was an angry human as a young person. So to, so to go back and look at those, how I wasn't coping and what I wasn't doing and um, to be a healthy person. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. I think for a really long time, I felt the same way. You know, I had always hoped like that I could be a writer, like a published writer and had a load of short stories also thrown on the burn pile, um, you know, over various parts of my life and just like all of that. I don't know. Something, something just switched where I don't know, maybe it's also in this kind of like mind my carbon footprint sort of thing and Mm. and looking like I really do feel like my lifetime is just a blip amongst bazillions like I don't and so I kept saying this at your house like I'm not special like it's just not fucking special like there's a bazillion experiences out there and let's face it as western middle-aged white women nothing special there's a lot of other voices that it, particularly in this time of history need to be lifted up and mm-hmm. i guess that's you know and i'm not that's not to diminish like this you know anybody's mm-hmm. storytelling or craft or desire to 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 document their experiences because like i also really appreciate listening and reading about people's experiences it's just that when it comes to my own I don't know. And maybe it's just been the past three years of like, I think that definitely has helped, you know, seal the deal for Mm -hmm. me. I'm like, oh, it's just not that special. You know, like I, my life is not extraordinary and that's okay. It's not going to be. That's okay. My kids know me, you know, I'm not a mystery. Um, And they, and they also have their own viewpoints and perspective of me. That's going to be way different than my own so if I document something else they're going to be like well that's what she thought but here's what I think <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know I, I don't know I I think yeah I think being here like I said my dad dying moving pre- preparing to move fucking pandemic being really alone here yes I have my family but again no community or anything it's just kind of been like huh, yeah Mm-hmm. I think it's something about being in another country and being completely anonymous. Yes. Nobody knows you. Nobody cares. You know, mm-hmm. and then I'm in this kind of point of my life where if, you know, you become more invisible as you get older as a woman, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the male gaze, whatever goes away. Thank God. But like, it's, you know, it is a thing. Um, and also I, I, I don't, I don't, even if I were younger, the way that I think I walk in the world doesn't seem to appeal to like the British eye. <laughs> I don't know the way to say that nicely, but I'm quirky American you know, walking down the street. Yeah, like I'm sure I'm just kind of sloppy to them. You know, I don't wear makeup and I don't get my hair done and I don't have nails and you know all the like like it's it's a very kind of aesthetically pleasing effort that people put forth. And one of the things mm-hmm. I appreciated about being back in Michigan, it was like, oh, that's right. Everybody, everybody just is like, you know, it's hot. So I'm going to wear shorts and a tank top and sandals. Like people don't do that here. Like, it's like, you only wear sandals on your holiday. Like it's kind of a weird thing. People are like, oh, do you wore those out? <laughs> <laughs> like what? You know, I want Greg will wear his Birkenstocks to his store and it's like, you just see people looking at his feet like, who's this caveman? I don't know. It's it's a different thing. So anyway, you just start to be like, wow, nobody, nobody, nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares. And it's freeing and isolating. But yeah, I think it's cemented the 
I don't need to document any of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that's the beauty of like you and I having a conversation is because like we very clearly have different approaches and philosophies on this, but they both work for us. And that's beauty of it. Totally. And I have taken a lot from yours. And because I do want to round back where you just said you're like, your life is an extraordinary. And, you know, I, I wanted to interrupt you. I'm working on my interrupting and not interrupting so much, but I wanted to interrupt and say, I feel like you've had the most extraordinary life and you are extraordinary. And I, but I, but I can say that about most any human, I, I, I find, you know, good, bad or ugly, you know, but like mm-hmm. you're, you working your way up as, you know, just, and I, and I've had a front row seat to your life. So like, I, I, I see the, I see the story. I see the book in my head of like, the woman at the back door, you know, when I was pregnant and you're like, you need a doula. And I was like, okay, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Cause I'm 37 weeks pregnant. Don't know what I'm doing. And you got me my first doula. And then the next thing, you know, six months later, you and I are sitting at our first doula training and you just plowed through into your passion of becoming an amazing home birth midwife who I had the privilege of assisting and helping and watching you over the years and having such beautiful, extraordinary experiences with you at tending to people and learning from you and then watching you pivot, you know, into your yoga trainer, you know, career um, and yoga teacher, all all in the background of that, running a homestead, having chickens, ripping trees out of your backyard to make a garden and doing an entire year of um, animal vegetable, miracle vegetable, the Barber King solver, you know, that you and your family did that for a year. And, and, you know, and then having to sit and prepare to unpack, I'm sorry, I'm like getting all teary thinking about this, like unpack your life of 25 years you know, and starting something new and leaving everybody. And then the journey that you've had with that, like, you don't have to document it, but do not ever say that your life is not extraordinary. Oh, I appreciate you. I appreciate <gasps> you. Um, Yeah. And I hope I don't sound ungrateful when I say you it's don't. not extraordinary. Um. I feel super, you know, super grateful and blessed and so excited for the adventures I have had and the ones to come. Um, I don't know, you know. um, Yeah. So thank you. And likewise, I love, I mean, just to see people about your love of moss. Who knows? I mean, it just smacked me. I'm smitten. (laughs) So yeah, Amanda, she moved over to England and then all of a sudden she's posting moss on Instagram all the time. She has this okay, love but of like, moss. It's amazing. Y- and cows. Well, wait till you come here because like you'll just be walking and people just pass it right up. And I'm like, there's moss on this brick. Have you pet it? It's incredible. It's like a sensory delight. Um, anyway. But I interrupted you. Sorry. I interrupted No, I don't know. Just, just to say, yeah, like... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it, perhaps, you know, I'm, I'm like examining, like, am I like, oh, it's not worthy of being, is it like some, like I, I'm protecting myself by not putting myself out there, but it doesn't feel like that. No. I think I'm old enough now where I'm like, I know my own bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, we're all uh, built differently to walk through the world. I mean, because I also wrote and blogged for years, you know what I mean? Yes. And I mean, they're still out there there they're just not public (laughs) yeah you know like they exist and i can find them if i want and i have a couple times read like old birth stories or something like that or remember live journal yes well i did delete live journal um but um yeah i think mine's still out there somewhere i deleted that but i do have stuff on blogger but yeah i don't know you know like that's there i don't know where am I going with all this? It doesn't matter. This is just it's just a... where I'm at in my life right now. And maybe, you know. Well, and I hope you evolve and change as you move forward, whether it's in more of a direction of, you know, 
fuck it all, I'm not writing anything down. Or maybe you do decide to document something at some point or you decide to climb Mount Everest. Who knows? Like there's so much, like it's kind of cool to think that this is just kind of a halfway point. Oh, yeah. Speaking of halfway point. Um, yeah, I turn, I turn, what is today? I turn 50 in 21 days. I wish I could say I'm going to surprise you, but I will not be showing up. At that's your house. okay. Uh, if that's I mail okay. something now, it might get there by your birthday. Oh, don't bother. Just save your money and come visit me sometime. But um, oh, your, your birthday gift from last year is still somewhere in Europe. It's in Amsterdam. And and send me Love my you, stuff, Anne. Anne. Um <laughs> Thanks for getting yeah, me on the hook no. for this year if it shows up in the next twenty one days. But I think, you know, there's there's something about it's certainly calling to be self reflective and uh Right. And, and that's that's what comes to me. It's like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm here, it's okay. Mm-hmm. What am I? I think well, yeah, I, you're you're entering the next decade. Like you, you're leveling. Like the 40s is kind of like starting to let it go. You know. I mean, it's gone. I'm at this like point, 50s. But... I've heard was like, yeah, give a shit's gone. Yeah, give a shit's gone, and that I suppose the give a shits have gone toward my own bullshit. Yes, my own self induced right panic and and that, and also I'm in a you know before my previous you know, life, pre-UK life, it was so kind of, right, like the work that we've done for so long was um, really service-oriented. And so as kind of, you know, recovering people pleasers, there is always a sense of, I'm not doing enough. I could be doing more. How can I make what I do better for those, you know, that I'm serving? Mm -hmm. And now that I'm here and Three years. What was I saying? I just got sidetracked. For 50. Yeah. 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 Give yeah. a fox. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. So, like being here, and I don't have a service oriented job anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, I train children how to safely ride on the road, and I get mm-hmm. a batch of six new kids every day as a cycling instructor. And it's great and so fun and funny. And it delights me to no end because, like, I love riding bikes and I love cracking bad jokes and having fun with silly people. And who's not silly, but 10 year olds, oh, they're great. Right. Um, but the next day I meet six new kids. So there's, there isn't this, I'm your midwife and I have to build this rapport and get to know you mm-hmm. and you have to get to know me so we can have a successful experience together, you know, or even as, a yoga teacher were like, Oh, are they coming back to my, that person doesn't come back to my class. I feel kind of sad. Maybe they didn't mm-hmm. like my class, which means they didn't like me, which, uh, you know, and it's like, Oh, I think having that removed has mm-hmm. been equally devastating and really good for me to not right. have my brain running over time. Why didn't that person come back to my class? Why did they, you know, you know, whatever that, that person whose baby I caught, you know, it's just kind of dropped off the face of the earth or, you know. Yeah. It's a really weird place to be that, um, especially to be in a place where you're so needed for so long. And there was a thriving that came along, like being needed and servicing and having those. And I've come to like, there are people who like lovely people that I, I, I really would love to connect or check in. They're just like, are they like, I'm really struggling. I'd like to take a walk with you or see you or whatever. And I finally have gotten to the point where I can make a boundary and say, hi, I love you as a friend. I'm sorry you're going through some things. I do not have the bandwidth yeah, to take on anything. And I didn't used to do that. I'd be like, no, I'm going to stuff my stuff aside. I'm going to help you. I'll be there for you. It's just one day. It's just one walk. But then you multiply apply that by like 10 people. There's all my time. And oh, on top so of having I, a partner and children who also partner and children in a home and all these yeah. things. And it, it's, you know, it, it's been liberating for me to be able to say to people, like I, I said to a couple people this week, like you can reach out to me, like you can send me Marco Polo's at like a video texting or you could just, and, and I just, if, if you want that connection with me, cool. But I have, I have to know that you have 
absolutely no expectation of me ever returning any texts or calls or anything because that's what I can handle right now. If I heart something, like something, or respond back, cool. But I really need people to have low expectations of what I'm able to hold space for others right now because I'm still trying to figure out, as we talked about before we started recording, um, I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate my own life with this health stuff and navigating, you know, helping my kids transition into adulthood post-college and college, you know, for the first time. And that's where my priority is. And as much as I want to be there for friends and family and other people, really getting to the place without guilt saying, no, I can come see you. Like, you know, recently my, my dad wanted me to come out and he's like, oh, you can spend the night. He was really, I was like, I hear that. Thank you. I will drive out and see you. I will spend the evening with you, but no, I'm not spending the night and having that hard boundary as well. Um, and, and I, and I know that didn't necessarily make him happy. Like he, like there, there was a people pleaser part of me in the past that would have done that, even though it was not convenient for me and it was harder for me, but I would bend to other people. So getting to the point where I'm more rooted as I'm aging and just saying like, I don't need any excuses. I don't need to tell you why. I can yes, just say, no, exactly. I don't have time for a walk. I don't have time for a phone call to hear, you know, all the great things that are going on with your life or all the hard things that are going on. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. There, you know, there's a couple of friends that I do have phone calls, check-ins, you know, lined up soon. Um but it, it's, you know, these are friends that I've had for many, many, many years. And I, I still even have, I have a hard time finding time for those right now. Yeah. Um, so boundaries, I think 40s was, is like my era of learning to implement boundaries mm-hmm. to prioritize myself, which you've been helpful on that journey of learning, learning. And also because I think you've gotten more pissed off about things that have happened in my life than I allowed myself to get pissed off about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to pay a little bit more attention. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it. I'm at a distance, so it's easier for me to be pissed off than you who living it, you know, is you just had years of kind of mind fuckery. Uh, from my perspective <laughs> and um you know it's hard to see the forest for the trees i think mm-hmm. sometimes you know and if, so i had a had that distance where i could be like kate don't, don't let that happen <laughs> fuck you know like no that's not okay you know yeah. and um, you know that, and that's for really sweet you do the no same for me. people have a hard time oh yeah oh yeah yeah, and it's and it that's where friends and close family. It's always kind of, um, you know, I had this with both of my divorces. Actually, afterwards, people are like, "Yeah, I didn't really understand that pairing," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "You're telling me this ten years later," and there is a fine line where people are like, "Well, you know, I wanted to respect you, didn't want to say anything at the time," and for my kids. I and who knows how we'll navigate this if it really comes up as an issue. But like I've told them, I said, I I will lovingly respect whatever decision you make, but I'm also going to share with you my observations. If I mm-hmm. see a situation and I'd I'd like to talk about it and I even including the person that I might you know, or even if they're the one who's being the asshole. Sure. You know, of like yeah. I, I'm I am here for, you know, as a family member for us all to improve. And I'd like the same from you, Um, you know, and I think my kids and my friends, you know, especially as I'm still in the dating pool, like both my friends and family, they've said, you know, we're going to vet, you know, we're going to give you our our honest opinion out of the block. And I said, thank you, please. Thank you. You know, and, and so far I've, I've been on the same page with, other people's reflections of of you know the the path I the paths I have walked um because every time you know I meet someone or talk to somebody new I'm learning something um and then sometimes other people's reflections 
expand the lessons I'm learning as um, I grow through, you know, and, and this whole dating thing, it's like a lot of it has, you know, it's been meeting some really cool new people that aren't necessarily, you know, someone who I'm going to partner with, but it's also a really great playground to learn more about myself and flex muscles. But I have told my kids, like, if, if I see you in a similar situation to XYZ, um, I, I'm going to say something. I won't. It's, it's, it's the weird fine line between that really assertive family friend person and then like playing the niceties game you know yeah I don't know where the line is but I'll I hope to not have to navigate it but if I do I hope I do it well that's where emotional intelligence comes in which I I think I'm pretty good at yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like I I might I might not you know yeah, I'm emotionally intelligent and sometimes too nice. Make sure two totally different things. Yeah, but we're working on that too nice. Bullshit. Yeah, we're working on that. We're working on that. It's 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 a it's a fine it's a fine line of of things. So so yeah, we are we're back from a, a bit of a respite. Season one, I feel like was um, a nice little yeah. testing ground for yeah, um, it, it, this adventure even... that we're on. I don't even know who listens, but if you do, I appreciate you. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you. And if there's something that you want us to meanderingly talk about, Mm -hmm. let us know. Um, and you like to meanderingly talk about things clearly. Um, we've got stuff Well, you've got stuff coming up, Kate, please tell Mm -hmm. us what you got coming up. November 4th and 5th, I will be hosting a virtual uh, via Zoom uh, Dona birth doula training, November 4th and 5th. It's 8.30 in the morning to 6 p.m. They're two long days, but I make them very fun and interesting. They're so fun. Um, They are very fun. Amanda, when the numbers, you know, when the class is um, big enough, Amanda helps me. Uh, She kind of co-pilots those trainings. So it's a two-day training. And after that training, you will have a certificate of completion uh, that you will be able to attend births and work towards your certification if you choose to, to be a DONA certified birth doula. After the training, you will be a DONA trained birth doula, which allows you to go out and start your practice and um, practice as a doula. So that is November 4th and 5th. And you can find more information at my website, www.katestroud.com. And what do you have going on? Woo-hoo. Oh, same shit as always. Um, <coughs> I have Amanda Topping Yoga on Patreon. For a low, low price of between ten to twelve dollars a month, you get a lot of yoga practices with me. I have so many videos in the library now. Plus, I teach live twice a month over Zoom, always at Eastern Standard Time morning class. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, and those of you that are patrons, thank you so much. And uh, if it's been a minute since you've done yoga. <laughs> And you are a patron. Come on back to me. This is this is your mm-hmm. message. Move your body. Yeah, move your body. Um, I just rearranged my house to have a yoga space, and I'm very excited to do Amanda Topping Yoga because I am a patron. And as a patron, I'd like to add that she also has meditations. Uh, there are recipes on there at times. There's. Did you make? deodorant on there one time or oh yeah something yeah so so there's a lot of um diverse content um and also just amanda's just lovely to spend time with even if it's recorded so (laughs) i highly i i tell lots of jokes and laugh at them yeah i had she she like i hated yoga before amanda i remember she was going through her teacher training and she had to do like a a demo class in front of people and she's like can you just show up i need you as a warm body and i was like i hate yoga and i went in and i realized i love how she teaches yoga it really just makes it a comfortable warm fuzzy for me so um 
So yeah, she is she is my go-to. So highly recommend for $12, Amanda Topping Yoga on Patreon. So do it up. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So I think in, in season one, we would also end with um, what are your eats right now and something that you're digging. So you know, mm. we can make fun of my food again. Kate's eating raw salads. You do you know what? Okay, just a quick segue. Uh, let's keep this quick. My only concern about your current diet is that you're not getting enough protein and sources of iron. Like you're not eating any, like I didn't see you eat any meat and the only legumes was when I made them. We had chickpeas, but like, I'm just like putting chickpeas on things. Are you eating protein every day? Cause it seemed like aside from a handful of nuts, cause it seemed I'm eating nuts, chickpeas, black beans and then I do fish a couple times a week and I I am I'm out of eggs right now but Mary's getting me eggs today okay good sorry I was just I was concerned I went home I you know it's like you're driving home from your kid's house going damn it I should have brought that up (laughs) no this is why this is why sister friends are so I was like you need more sources of iron and protein you should have some sort of protein with every meal because you're you're not eating much of it. Anyway, yeah, that I did, was my I did get um I did get Floridex because when I did have my most recent blood work mm-hmm. last month, um, I was anemic a bit. So I ordered Floridex and yes, I didn't seem as tired all the time. So hence that you know, it's like when you're juggling around trying to do this like healthy well, I'm not even gonna call it healthy eating to optimize my body to restrict potential cancer growth um, because I have had, you know, stage three cancer and then stage four cancer twice. So this isn't like small beans that I'm talking about here. And a lot of, I think the second two, um, my, my immune system didn't bounce back from chemo very well. So a lot of my treatments right now are to boost up my immune system and, and really keep myself tip top shape. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot to nap. There are a lot of moving parts and I, you know, the reason I love being friends with Amanda is because she's like a super researcher. Like I like having researcher friends cause I learned by conversation and experiential learning. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm, I'm in the, the weeds right now of trying to figure out the long-term, the longevity of what does my life look like? you know, diet wise. Mm-hmm. And like, so having people check in, cause I also have ADHD. So for me, like I, I, I'm not always on top of all the little details and things as I'm like spinning 15 plates at the same time. Um, yeah. so I appreciate that. So I did buy Floridex. I think I have it on subscription through Amazon. I have to double check on that, but I do all have right. Floridex cause it's, it kind of tastes like candy. I mean, I have Floridex with iron in my fridge right now too, because being perimenopausal yeah. i can bleed for weeks at a time it's fantastic um yeah the, the sad day when someone puts the more floridex now. back in the pantry that's a sad Ooh. day oh i'm just floridex like it's so cold put it back put it back I know. <laughs> it it's hasn't fermented it's only a little sparkly it tastes um, a little bit like vodka oh it's fun so fun and jolly uh so okay so um what are you, what are you, what are you into and what are you eating? Um, uh, this is so bad, especially if you, so this past year being a cycling instructor, like it's, I'm stood outside or riding my bike outside in all weather and it, I get cold. And so that we come back in, kids have lunch, we have lunch, whatever. So I usually sit in the staff room and there's always, I don't, I don't drink black tea. I don't like black tea. Um, so there's always instant coffee and I was a firm ugh, about instant coffee for so long, but now I've gotten used to it and, um, I've been drinking decaf instant coffee iced and it just brings me so much joy because I love iced coffee. <laughs> what's the, what's the, is there a particular brand or no, it's like whatever I can get. It's, it's like shameful though. Like decaf instant coffee. Mm. I know like coffee stops would be like, why bother? Well, I don't drink coffee for the caffeine. Um, I drink coffee cause I like the gross burnt taste of it. Um, and don't tell me that at my coffee, I do drink good coffee too. I do drink ground, ground coffee, is the best. but it's uh yeah. Right. 
um, but yeah, that's like been my dirty secret that I'm just like, oh, it's like my little treat at the end of the day because it's decaf. I could be like, boop, boop. Um, so I never thought I'd drink instant coffee in my life. Um, and I'm reading, you know, Gabriel Byrne, Irish yeah. actor. Huh? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm light. Suspect. I just, do you remember the usual suspects? Which one? We'll say. Um, he he has dark curly hair. He's oh my gosh. Was he the tall guy that talked really funny? <laughs> he's, he's Irish. <laughs> oh, he's Irish. He's so handsome. Did you ever see the is an HBO show called In Treatment? That's no. a really good show. Oh my gosh, you're I'm killing doing me. Too much stuff to. All right, I'm 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 googling right now. So what is his name? Oh my god, hold on. Look at my screen. Wait, how's it? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know yeah, him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm reading his his memoir, and he's adorable. Oh, yeah. So I'm. He's adorable. That sounds so condescending. I mean, I think he's handsome. I have always I think everyone can be adored. Yeah, but like he's also he's also a really good writer. It's like a really well written compelling book and it's not just linear which i like it kind of goes it's just like little memories and i don't know anyway that's good got that from the library so that's what i'm doing these days oh god i just opened doodling go shush 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 okay how about you quickly what are you what are you eating what's distracting you these days no i have to i have to give a plug amanda does duolingo every single day she learns german and I'm really I'm on day one thousand one hundred and seventy one today. <laughs> yeah, that's really impressive. Um, well, I, I just told you that last night I stayed up way too late binge watching season two of Heartstopper on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, which is originally a graphic novel. It's a very lovely yeah, Magda has them. story. Oh, oh, I just it makes my little queer heart gush all over the place. That's um, so sweet. And just gives That's me good. hope for the world. Yeah. So that was really good. Um, you know, by the time I started the eighth episode of the second season, it was like 1145. And I was like, how many episodes are in a season? It was like the season finale. I was like, all right, we're doing this. You just um, commit. Yeah, I committed. Um, I, I started on it wasn't the whole thing. I started it. I started at episode three. So it was just an even evening endeavor. But so I watched that and that's been amazing. Um, my, my newest little thing, which I've been, um, trying mushroom coffees for a while. I tried mud water for a little bit and it was fine. And most recently I have, her, um, participated in, consuming rice um now this does have a scant amount of coffee in it um which i drink that at your house it's really nice it's really nice there is something about having something that tastes and feels like coffee it's it's not even there is i've tried like the chicory dandelion stuff that's too acidic bitter bitter it's oily it's it does not work with me. And so um, I'm, there are a couple of other brands that I've been looking out to try, but right now I'm really kind of liking rise with um, this. Uh, actually it's the, um, the coconut, the powdered coconut creamer that you bought me when we were here. Cause I was going to go camping and you're like, I'm getting this for you. Um, and so I take it and I, I have, I'm having that lately. I don't know if this is going to be a long-term thing or just I'm trying it out. Um, Cause I have mixed feelings about, you know, I'm not quote unquote supposed to be consuming coffee, but I think it's such a small amount that um, I shouldn't, it's, 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 it's always that borderline of like um, living your life with joy and then also having these recommendations and can like constraints for the lack of a better word. Um, I navigating that is really fascinating to me. Um, So I do find joy in my one cup of rice um, with uh, my coconut creamer powder um, it, that that has brought me to, and as as we're kind of getting into the chillier season, I'm very happy I have this because greatest thing is to sit in my little corner nook of my kitchen where my little squishy brown chairs because I do believe every kitchen should have a comfortable squishy chair if it has room. <laughs> and I have both windows open and the cross breeze comes through the trees, and I'm just sitting there journaling with a cup of mushroom coffee, and I don't get all jittery. I don't. Um, 
So, and then I follow up with green tea all day. So that is kind of my jam because food, my food's kind of staple right now. I haven't, it's, it's, I'm kind of bored with my food. So that's another thing I'm going to lean into now that I'm fully empty nesting and don't have to worry about feeding other people. Not that I fed Ella really much mm-hmm. in the last year because she would be off doing things or buy her own food or make her own food. Her schedule, she was trying to, hard to keep up on. So for sure. But yeah. Learning how to grocery shop for one. That mm-hmm. is a challenge that I'm working through right now. So. Yeah, well, Heartstopper I, and Rise Coffee. I believe, you know, life, a life well lived is made up of dozens of beautiful little rituals that help us feel connected yeah. to either a person or the earth or something bigger. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's all about the rituals and I think there's something to to drinking a nice hot cup of whatever your beverage is and just mm-hmm. taking some downtime where you're not on it's important in september i think you and i have both talked about this like new year's does not start in january for me september no, was september's always new, year's. new year's it's always new year's so i'm like all right what are my rich rituals what are my rhythms how like that's what i'm doing today actually is like writing down of like okay what about like for years when i was married you know when the kids were little like wednesday was grocery shopping day because i think you also went grocery shopping on wednesday and it was also like there was like some sort of sale on pizza at Whole Foods and it's when yes, delivery. You know, like you just know was, weird yes. details about the grocery industry <laughs> when you are like working your life on a budget. Um, <laughs> Mandy used to like text me. She's like, Kiefer's on sale at the Kroger on Plymouth Road. I'll be like, game on. Because um, we, we knew what the staples were and like where they were on sale and, and that's what you did. Um, but yeah, so September is the time of rituals. We just had a really great supermoon. Um that was a couple of nights ago. It was beautiful. And the next supermoon will not be until 2037. That's right. I've had a flurry of them. And then we're going to have this huge, you know, gap. So I feel like now's the perfect time for a nice little reboot on rhythms and rituals and life. And you have your 50th birthday coming up and we are starting a new season of the podcast and we're both in a really great place. I'm excited. It's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. I guess we'll wrap it up. And uh, thanks for listening, people. We'll see what we talk about next time. (laughs) Thank you all for listening and joining us. I love you, Amanda. I love you. you. Take care. everybody listening. Take care. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.